Heavy Metal Culture Clash with Geoff Thorpe from Vicious Rumors and Thomas Metal Moser from Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello and welcome to a new podcast called Heavy Metal Culture Clash with Jeff Thorpe, a man who needs no introduction actually. He's the mastermind guitarist of Vicious Rumors, Bay Area band, been working for the last seven, uh, 37 years straight and a cult wherever he goes and uh as for me my name is thomas metal moser uh, they, they called me metal moser one time I'm, I'm not a musician i'm a, I'm a radio guy and uh I'm, I'm here at rock antenna in munich germany it's uh the biggest rock station in germany and uh, i'm i've been part of this for the last 17 years actually and uh so we kind of teamed together and thought about hey why not talk about heavy metal from people who know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heavy metal culture clash. It's, it is, it is. Jeff, you were there pretty much from the very beginning. Uh, do you think heavy metal changed a lot? Well, you know... It, uh, for you? You know, it, it has and it hasn't. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, when I first invented heavy metal in 1950... <laughs> no. Uh, um, I, it, I tell you, it's funny. Like when I think about the the way it got started for me, you know, um, I was a kid in Hawaii. I grew up in Hawaii, yeah. and I had uh, you know an older sister, you know, just and and I just remember like her and her friends like coming home and like listening to metal, or listening to Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and yeah. things like that, and just like you know, before I even really knew what it was, I would just see like their faces and like you know like the reaction that they had to it, and I'm like. Oh, hey, there's something to this. <laughs> there is something to this, but um, it's it's evolved. It's and uh, it's changed, but in the core of it, it's yeah. kind of still the same, you know. And and it's funny because I know you know you as well, yeah. being uh, you know in the the German side of it with all the explosion that happened here in Germany years ago. Well, I came I came in a little late, you know, back back when when I was a kid. Uh, my parents listened to rock and roll of the 50s and 60s. So I, I grew up with those records. And then, you know, obviously, one way or the other, you, you come across ACDC or KISS or both in my, in my generation. So uh, uh, back in high school or back in, in elementary school, actually, still, uh, you know, it was always, are you a KISS fan or are you an ACDC fan? What are you? You know, this is the, the choice you had to make. My colleague, who's 10 years older, Frank, he goes like his choice was between Uriah Heep and Deep Purple back, oh. back then. He goes, like, that's, he goes like, that's cruel. In my school, he was like, are you Heep or are you Purple? You know, yeah. what, what are you? So, so this is when I came back in, but I, you know, I wasn't there in 1983. Okay. I wasn't Mel. I was listening to, you know, Maiden and Priest and Motorhead and Kiss and ACC before that. Then I took a break and I came, I, I came back to metal uh, in 1985. Oh. So Master of Puppets wasn't out. Rainy Blood wasn't out. Uh, uh, but it was shortly before that, so I got back in and I got you know I got hooked on metal again, and uh, and uh, you know I've been part of this ever since. Yeah, I was lucky. Like for me, it wasn't my parents. My parents were more like you know Frank Sinatra kind of stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> I but I had the older sister, you know. So yeah. so my older yeah. sister kind of brought me into it. And it's funny that you said 
you know, ACDC and Kiss because for us yeah. uh, at the time it was Led Zeppelin or Kiss. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was like, you're either like Led Zeppelin or you like Kiss. You know what I mean? You can't <laughs> like both. But I always liked both of them. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, what I mean? you, you, know. <laughs> you know, I'd hang out with my Zep friends and my Kiss friends, you know what I mean? But, um, but I, came, I came back to metal with uh, Halloween. The oh, German band. Sure. And that was just by pure luck and chance. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I came across a magazine, the Metal Hammer, and they had Kiss on, on the front page. I was like, oh, Kiss. Dude, I'm going to look this up by the magazine. And I flipped through all the pages and go like, dude, there's all those bands I don't know. You know, like Hollows Eve and Pretty Mates and what have you. You know, if you missed out on the metal back then, you, you go like, okay, I don't know any of this. So, yeah. you know, I read into it before I heard the music. And then I went, you know, I was so hooked already by reading about those bands and see those pictures too, as well. The visual aspect was so, was so, so thrilling. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I went, I went to Munich, downtown Munich. I, I took the train, I went to Munich to buy records, you know, like heavy metal records and I had a huge metal section back there in 1985. You know, you go completely nuts when you see this. <laughs> all those, vi all, only vinyl, you know, no CDs back then, only vinyl and get everything. It was expensive as hell. But then I was like, You know, me being a redneck from the south of Bavaria, being naive as shit. You know, I went in there like, dude, I don't know, man, what I'm going to do. So I picked up the earphones on the wall, you know, just to listen to something. And I heard this intro, this dun, 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 with the trumpets. I'm like, dude, what the hell is this? And I couldn't even figure out because I didn't know what was playing. And then I heard right the sky going off from Halloween, from the walls of Jericho Record. And it was like, God spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> and said, One of those moments. And said, Thomas, this is what you've been gonna, what, what you're gonna hear for the rest of your life. I said, yes, God, I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm friends with Halloween now. I'm, oh, fr cool. I'm friends with them. And I told them a lot of times, you know, that they brought me to the speed metal. That's so cool. And uh, they go like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Where's the beer, Thomas? No. <laughs> so th that was my my baptism. I, you know, I know what you Pretty mean. Much. Like, you know, when I, for me, it was like, um, I think the, you know, and and probably, you know, I'm really going to date myself, but um, when <laughs> I think it was like one of the first times, like I was just, you know, I was getting into music mostly for my sisters, and then. I remember like just hearing like smoke on the radio on the on the radio and just hearing that riff like dun 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 just how powerful that was, right. and then that kind of brought me into just like you know the Zeppelin and the and the Purple and 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 those kind of bands and which I loved but but then like I when I heard Sabbath I was like <laughs> oh this is a darker chapter <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that really kind of pulled me in, and that led me into like Judas Priest, and yeah, and and so on those type of like you know just the slightly heavier edge, yeah, and um, you know I I always loved that so much, and just um I just you know just I think probably the same for you, like once it hooked you, you just want more, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's just, like a drug, it's true. Uh, <clears throat> I know I had, I had that same same experience when I bought Motorhead. At the age of 10. No sleep till Hammersmith. You yeah. know, the, the, the cult record, life, life record. And, uh, and I've never heard anything like that before, but it frightened me. Yeah. It even more frightened my mom that I was listening to stuff like that. She goes, I don't know, there's like, like one, one announcement where Lemmy goes like, like this. I don't know which song it was, Roku or whatever. And my 
my mom came in when I just listened to that scream, and she goes like, "Dude, you are on the way to hell, aren't you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man, I know I'm frightened too, mom, but you know, still, it's got something, you know." But my my mother went to see Metallica and Slipknot with me later on. You know, she's a big metal fan now. That's so cool. And uh, and she grew up, with, you know, as I said, with the rock and roll thing. But she's she's she can get into metal. Not that she knows any of those bands, but she goes like, when she listens to my show. Uh, on the radio she goes like, and she's the only listener i have constantly <laughs> she goes like wow the music this time kind of sucked she's like this time i like this one better you know that is so not true by the way but all right <laughs> she, she wouldn't no i got you know, my my aunt is listening as well once <laughs> oh yeah you're uh, yeah <laughs> but, but that's about it but uh, uh that was the frightening part still but then you know with the rest it just came and it had to be more brutal, more heavy, faster. Faster was a was a was an issue back then. I think in nineteen eighty five. I don't know about wishes rumors. I think it wasn't really. What was the main the main target you had for when you, when you did Soldiers of the Night? I mean, apart from having a record out. Yeah, you know, like for me, I you know, I always one of the things that I really loved about Led Zeppelin was that they were able to do uh, something dark, uh, something moody, something. And they they could do like almost any style in their in their own way and make it feel like you weren't betraying your yeah. metal roots or yeah. something if you liked some of their different stuff. I I always appreciated that, and I think at an early age for me, it made me realize how not only did I love brutality and like the heaviness of of hard rock and heavy metal but I was it made me realize how important the actual song was yeah, yeah. so so like you know I just wanted to be I I had a couple of goals when I when I started vicious rumors one was I wanted to have a band that had, you know, 10 plus albums. Like I wanted yeah. to be one of those bands that just had, you know, all these great records. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wanted to be a group that could do different things and still and you know, still be heavy, still be brutal, but also be able to do uh very multifaceted many styles and just so the song and just craftsmanship about like that, you know, of course I didn't have any of those talents in the beginning, but I wanted them. I want, I want, I wanted to have those. Yeah. So, um, and, and it's taken a while to sort of, you know, I'm still working on it, but, uh, but yeah, man. You know, the funny thing is about you, you were always linked to Vicious Rumors. You were never linked to any other band. Like, you know, Kirk Hammett used to play in Exodus before he came to Metallica or whatever. You never had a different band. No. Did you ever had the option to go to a different band? Um, I I once got an audition for ABBA, and they just looked at me and said, "No, sir, <laughs> no." Um, you know, no. I I started Vicious Rivers when I was the idea happened when I was seventeen years old, man, and I never looked back. So yeah. I just uh, I am I, I never really think about it that much, but yeah, I'm one of the few guys that just started a band when he was a kid, yeah. and I just. Just stuck to my guns. I I think it's called insanity, but um, but but I like Most it. Likely. <laughs> what was it back then when you you know you when you said you know you started out in the Bay Area back then? I mean, for us reading about it later, this was the glory place. You know, being a, a kid, a teenager in Germany, you're reading about Bay Area bands, you go, like, "Oh my God, what kind of fantastic place must this Bay Area be?" <laughs> You're going, oh my God, I want to be there so badly. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, that's the way that I thought, like, you know, England. 
Black Sabbath and Judas Priest and Led Zeppelin. What is going on over there? You know what I mean? Those magical castles really have something. You know what I mean? So like it was the same. I had the exact same feeling. And, and really, I think, you know, when I think about the Bay Area scene and I, and I'm, and I think about, you know, Vicious Rumors, Testament, Death Angel, yeah. Exodus, and, and then of course, of course, you have to include Metallica and Megadeth. So, but Metallica's—it's hard to include them because they've just—they're in the stratosphere now. They're one of you know well, the biggest back, bands back then, ever. They, back then, were they already bigger back then? They, or or you know, they, they must have started out somewhere somehow. No, exactly know, on the same level. Exactly. They. I think if if I remember correctly, they evolved to the Bay Area. They started in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's and, correct. And um, but. They had such a powerful buzz and like, you know, they kind of brought that motorheadish kind of metal, yeah. that, that English metal kind of thing to a, to an American sound, yeah. which, which was so special at that time. But, you know, I, but the thing is, I don't think any of those bands, us included, realized how special what was going on in the Bay yeah, Area was yeah. at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, to us, we were just all a bunch of local bands, you know, in the Bay Area, just like a million local bands in their towns. <laughs> but we, it, it really turned into something special. And I'm, I'm certainly uh, very honored and proud to be part of that, that explosion that happened in the, in the 80s in the Bay Area with, that's led to, got so many bands that have made this, you know, incredible 30 plus year career out of it. Now. Ex explain one thing to me. Mm -hmm. Why Metallica? Why not you? Why not Exodus? Why not any other band? Why Metallica? Why did they get so big? Well, what was well, it at I'll, that I'll time? Go, yeah. I'll go the, the first part. Why not me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, bad taste. No, I'm not, uh, <laughs> you know, on my part, uh, You know, it's, I tell you, it's hard to say, you know, it's like, it, it is hard to say. Metallica did have something right away yeah. that was, it was more aggressive. It was this stripped down, I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah. I don't care. This is my thing right in your face. And um, when, when was the first time you saw Metallica live? I, I saw Metallica in a, a little punk rock club in San Francisco called Mabuhay Gardens. With uh, right. their uh, the first bass player, Ron um, McGovney or whatever yeah. his name was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, him and Kurt Hammond on guitar, and um, just in a little tiny little punk rock club. It was a famous club in the city. I yeah. mean, you met you probably heard of it. Yeah, Mabuhay yeah. Gardens. Yeah. It was right across the street from the Stone Nightclub, and uh, you know they were just in there thrashing it up. And uh, I remember that was the night I I first met Kurt Hammond, and uh, you know we've. Been friends ever since. But you had Vicious Rumors already on the start back then. I, I, was, I was forming Vicious Rumors <clears> now. <throat> okay. the, the way that I started Vicious Rumors was it was purely an idea. I grew up in Hawaii. I moved to California yeah. in August of 1979. And um, I made uh, like 500 business cards with, vicious, with a Vicious Rumors logo on it. And I started going to clubs, yeah. and man, I didn't even have a band together. I was just passing out. I was meeting people. I was passing out cards, going to, uh, there was, you know, the Stone nightclubs, the old Waldorf. Yeah. Uh, had this Metal Monday thing. And I, I went, I'd go there on the weekends and sometimes during the weekdays. I mean, back then, there was like five or six, maybe eight venues in, like, in the San Francisco Bay Area, 
alone that just had live music four or five nights a week. It was incredible. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I just went there with cards and passed out and like, you know, six months later, Oh, there's that guy from vicious rumors, you know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to meet people and get a band together. But, but it worked really well for me just to sort of establish, you know, like, Hey, there's this thing coming, you know? <laughs> And, and it started with, you know, some, some local cats I met. And, uh, like I said, you know, I think one of the things that was good that, that really set Metallic apart is it was just, they, there was, they didn't have any question about what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? It was just, it was full tilt. Here yeah. it is. Alcoholica, Metallica. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. We're going to drink. We're going to party. Yeah. We're going to throw up and then we're going to start drinking again. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I was sort of thinking like they were kind of like, we're going to do it. They had this like blood and guts thing in the trenches. Like it didn't matter to them if they were a big band or not. Yeah. That's, that's the impression that I had. Yeah. And then for, but for me, I had, I sort of always had this sort of like arena thing in my mind from the earlier bands in the seventies. It's hard to say what, uh, you know, exactly why, who, where, and when, but, uh, it's it's funny because Metallica is, I think, uh, one topic you can, you can talk. You can fill up a whole hour yeah. talking about <laughs> definitely. And it's uh, I I met them, you know, along the way in, in the last couple of years. They were all nice guys, you know. You cannot you cannot really say anything bad up, up, about them, you know. Not about Kirk, not about Rob, you know, uh, and uh, any anybody, you know. I just shook hands pretty much with James and uh, and uh, and Lars, so I never really talked to them. Yeah, but I talked more to Kirk and and, and Rob and great people. They're just. Great people, but you know, on the other hand, they've been through it all already. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, but they they took us with them. Because, they did. You know, I never, I never on intention bought load or reload back in the nineties. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. For me, the black record was a bad record. Oh, okay. I didn't like it. Yeah, a lot of people felt that way, <gasps> but not me though. When I when ah, I got that album, I yeah. finally felt like, hey, these guys are coming around to my way of life. Ah, okay. you know what yeah. I mean? These guys are finally yeah. starting to catch on now. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but I no, no, you know, it makes sense if you say that. Yeah, it does because I just thought that's when they really started getting so song oriented and like. But I I just love the sound of that record, and you know, like when I first heard "Sad but True," I was God. God, God. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> oh man, that sounds like a ten-ton brick of just dynamite. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, I like, but I like the fast stuff too, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, um, you know, I, you know, I went through the whole record when it came out. They came out, obviously. I didn't find any fast song on there. I was like, God, this is a disappointment. No, I know. And a lot of, I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. But, but at the same time, that was the juggernaut. Yeah, you know the yeah. the twenty million seller, the mainstream madness yeah. mayhem thingy. I know what you mean. It's the same with you two and Joshua Tree, right? I never, you know, this was the record where it was over for me and you two. I mm-hmm. was diehard the Unforgettable Five, and I'm sorry, my friends, for talking about not metal just a second, but this is the best, the best comparison I have mm-hmm. uh, for this Metallica thing going on, and. Uh, I was disappointed for with the Joshua Tree. It's disappointed with the Black Record and what came afterwards. I never, I don't, didn't even pay attention to. Well, know? there was something very special about those first four albums that Metallica did. It was like yeah. they could yeah. do no wrong. Mm-hmm. It was just like one thing after another, and and it and you could see on their career. Well, you know, they they really only struggled for 
uh, I think it was less than a year. Like they, they made that first record. And yeah. They're in a van working yeah. their way across yeah. the country. I think by the time they left San Francisco and got to New York, it had already blown up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, three day ride. <laughs> so in that regard, they've had this, uh, really like a Cinderella yeah. kind of career, but, but they've, you know, they've, they've, uh, you know, they've, they've accomplished so much. And, um, uh, you know, whenever I see Kirk and we, you know, we hang out and stuff, you know, I just always like, man, you really, you know, I'm so proud of the guy, you know, <laughs> not, not in a, I don't know. It, it sounds silly to say that. No, but, no, but just it doesn't. that we, doesn't. we kind of grew up together and yeah. like started together. And just the fact that like some cats that I know from when we were kids and you know, are that are in the biggest band in the world now, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It's funny because like Americans, this is a difference, cultural difference in, difference between Americans and, and Europeans for much like in America, you guys are proud of somebody who makes it all the way. Sure. In, in Europe, especially in Germany, I think, People envy you, you know, if you make it. So there's more envy going on probably before there's like, you know, proudness okay. or whatever. Which is, you know, I like the American take way better because I think it's really cool if you, if you, if you like somebody for, you know, having accomplished something. So, well, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I remember when I, when I first discovered Accept. Yeah. Okay. A lot of my friends didn't know who they were. Yeah. So, like, to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my band. You know what I mean? Like, you remember that when you when you had a band and your friends didn't know who they I were yet? I was the only metalhead in high school. You know, there was one one guy more, uh, <laughs> Frank. But we were the only two metalheads. So, ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love that when you, like, had your, you know, like, this is my band. You know what I mean? And then uh, it was the same thing, really, when, um, and also when Iron Maiden had come to tour in the United States and they didn't come to the Bay area yeah. on the killers tour. Yeah. And they were, they were opening for UFO yeah. at, at long beach arena. All right. Okay. This is right. how long ago this is. <laughs> okay. And, um, and man, me and my friends went, we were like, we're, I would tell them a couple of my friends, we are going to this man. There a maiden isn't coming here. We got to see this band, you know, and, and UFO too, at that time, I was totally into UFO, but it was, that was when I was really embracing like the twin guitar attack of, eh. you know, priest maiden and eh. that kind of thing, eh. which I love still, still so much. And, uh, man, I bought that killers shirt. And I, when I went back to the Bay area and I had that the killer shirt from that concert tour and they didn't come there. And I was like the only guy for, for, you know, for six months or whatever, yeah, who yeah. had that, who had that shirt. And I was just like, man, so proudly wearing that thing. And, you know, just like, oh, this is my bad, you know, you just, but the, that's what, uh, that's what really made metal metal, you know, it just, I mean, just that affection that people had yeah, for it, you yeah, know, that's true. Yeah. I I don't know if I don't know if younger people are are feel that way now like everything is so in your hand right in your cell phone like you can look for anything you know now yeah, so that's true. I don't know if it's as special to people now I have no I think it's still special I think there's a I think there is still something you know you cannot this this cannot just die out or go away you know if you have if you have emotions and feelings and and affection for something that's just good for you. That's just enlightens you. Right. That's still there. That's a basic feeling. You know, it doesn't matter if it's for a computer game or a rock band. I mean, I, I guess it's still there. And, and being with the dark one and the dark side is still enlightening somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dance with the devil. No, I think, I think that grunge 
made this all go away. You know, heavy metal what isn't dangerous anymore. Yeah. That's that's gone. I mean Eddie Vedder took that away from us. He goes like I'm a human being. I got feelings too. And now we respect women. And the hip hop guys go like, Well thank you, we're taking over right now. You know, that was nineteen ninety two. That's that's a feeling for me. I was like you know, all, all the bloods and gore and violence, that's comic. Yeah, that that was I, that was the one thing about the grunge thing that just since you had mentioned the Eddie Vedder thing and stuff, yeah. like, you know, before that blew up, like say, I don't know, eighty nine, ninety, whenever that was just mm-hmm, starting mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, ninety. Um, you know, you know, it was about like having really good quality equipment. You know, you wanted you know, you wanted to have good tone and you wanted to have like good equipment and you wanted you know, it was like that was like the mindset. And then all of a sudden these bands were coming out and you know they're you know, they just played some funky guitar and a little slightly out of tune. It didn't matter. They had a twin reverb on a chair and didn't, you know, and I'm like, none of that stuff, all of a sudden, none of that mattered. It was just this crazy <laughs> attitude thing. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, man. Yeah, for me, yeah, I'm not a musician. I cannot hold even a guitar the right way. I cannot sing. I cannot do anything. I cannot, I cannot do shit. <laughs> for me, it didn't matter. But you okay. know what happened again? That was punk rock. Yes. Okay. Revisited. You know, I went. That's I, right. That's I, right. Back then, you know, like 88, 89. I think it must have been 89 or 90. I'm not really sure. 1990. I don't know. For all the right or wrong reasons, I came to go to a show of a band called Mud Honey. Okay. They played in Munich. I don't know why I went there. I probably must have read the name somewhere. I thought, like, I'm just going to check this out. I don't know. For, I was a metalhead. Sure. I was a metalhead back then. You know, just metal ever nothing else so i went there i went i went in there and i got like all the audience was totally different you know i was like all right yeah whatever yeah let's see what's gonna happen and then those guys walk up stage and they had you know torn out jeans torn down jeans and a, a pullover you yep. know green whatever flannel shirt just- glasses yeah they wore glasses you know like how how unmetal! <laughs> He's wearing glasses on stage. They had short hair. I go like, oh my good! What what am I gonna do here? What am I doing here anyway? So they started to play, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? How can kids in short hair and wearing glasses playing this kind of hard sound? Yeah. And it, it reminded me a lot of Jimi Hendrix and whatever they did, you know, just sound wise because I didn't know any better. So I went there. And I was like, okay, this this stuff's got something. That that is something that I'm gonna keep watching and, and observing because I liked it. Yeah. And I, I gotta admit, I like punk. Sure. I like the old punk. I like, you know, I like punk more than I like Emerson Lake and Palmer. You know, one riff with the right attitude means more to me than seventeen thousand riffs in one second with no attitude. Exactly. Okay, I hear that. That you know, that's the kind of guy I am. Sure. So uh Sure. I, I loved punk. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of prefer the punk the first time around. Yeah. Sex Pistols, Dead Kennedys. Yeah. yeah. You know that that stuff really like that was that was just gnarly, nasty. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, and like uh, that was still dangerous too. Yeah, super like, dangerous. Yeah. I mean, those guys were criminals. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> real, real criminals that you would not want to run into. Um, <laughs> The power that they had was similar to what the metal thing was. Yeah. You know what I mean? The kind of har- the thing that they harnessed. Yeah. Whereas, like, I-, I got all this respect in the world for a band like Green Day because just 
just because they made it so big, they're also hometown boys. Yeah, that's and, true. <laughs> and so I have this thing for them where I'm just like, wow, incredible that you guys did this. But you know, they're you know they they kind of have this like melodic, it's softer. You know, it, it it wasn't like the Sex Pistols. It wasn't no, like the Dead Kennedys. That's true. that's true. You know what I mean? I I liked it a little harder and heavier like that. But um, man, were we talking about heavy metal? <laughs> We talked about how Eddie Vedder took the dangerousness <laughs> of heavy metal away from that's us. That's right. He gave us emotion. And, and passed it on to the hip-hop people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and, know. and now he's the only one left of all those singers. Yeah. You know, having said, having said all this about Eddie Vedder, I still love Perjum. Don't get me wrong. I still love their music. I love their songs. I even love Eddie Vedder for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And... uh I think they're still an excellent band with really, really good, sometimes overdubbed records, actually. That's not metal, actually, at the moment, but, but still, it's important. I think that was important to, to heavy metal. I mean, what did you guys do when Grunge came up? What did Wishes Rumors do to survive this whole thing? Man, what did you do, Jeff? We, we, <laughs> we, we stuck to our guns and uh, we plowed through the, inf- the infected, shark-filled waters and uh, nobody, we, <laughs> nobody saw it coming, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the thing for us was uh, that was when, right when all that was happening, was when we got signed to a major label. We, yeah, we started off on Shrapnel Records, yeah. and Roadrunner Records for Soldiers of the Night and Digital Dictator, and um, and luckily for us, they they sort of really caught on um, in this sort of underground thing and in Europe quite a bit, yeah, which really kind of paved the way for to me for even to be here today with you in the, in the great yeah. studio here, rock antenna for us. Like, um, it was just too foreign. Like, I mean, there's like, you know, I, like I said, I, I wanted, I want, I had good guitars. I had, you know, nice amplifiers. I, I, you know, yeah. not, not that those bands didn't, but it just seemed like their tones and like, it was just so gnarly. And that wasn't the focus, you know, it was like they had a different focus. Well, so how, yeah. How do you, how do you feel when you, when you, when you realize Dude, I'm getting out of fashion. Yeah. Well, I just made the fashion myself. That way I never (laughs) came out of it. Uh, (laughs) You know, I just, I was one of those guys that didn't care. Like I was like, I was, and I'm kind of proud that I'm still like, you know, I I hold the heavy metal flag high, rain or shine, you know, popular or not. That's good, yeah. So, um, and I paid the price for it. So, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) you know, I have, you know, Vicious Rumors sort of kind of like been in the underground all these years. And, you know, we, we've had our ups, we've had our downs, we've had our tragedies, we've had our glories. Yeah. We, we've, we've kind of seen it all and through, you know, almost four decades yeah. of decadence. And, um, but it, it's, uh, it's been an honor, like for me, like, and a lot, a lot of times like, oh, you know, to, you know, why, why weren't you guys as big as Metallica? Yeah. Or do you ever feel like, you know, you got shafted or something like that? Yeah. And, and the answer is yes. No, um, <laughs> the, the answer is yes. But the but the other an, the other side of that answer is um, I'm just I also feel like well, one of the luckiest guys in the world, man. Like I got to just you know I've been able to just rock and and live my dream for all these years, and we're we're holding the metal flag high, man. We've we've seen it come and go a few times yeah. now. You know, it kind of uh, back in around 2011, mm-hmm. it was it kind of blowing up again. Mm-hmm coming back down and then you know you look at today um we were just a, a you know talking about five finger death punch and yeah right some of these kind of bands that 
It's hard for me to call them metal, but they have this metal edge to them for sure. I think but- Five Finger Death Punch is is metal. It's, it, it's called modern metal, and you can put a lot underneath this title, right? But I think they're they they are sort of. What else would they be? Oh. You know. Think about that. Yeah, I, I think I think they're metal, and yeah, uh, yeah I know we went to the shows in <laughs> almost together, hand in hand, yeah, kind of standing there and, and watching Ivan Moody being being back again, looking sober, looking good, mm-hmm. yeah, looking and fresh. His voice sounded great. I thought, yeah, yeah, um, you know, I really like his voice, and and their records, amazing sound quality on their records. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, they they just they do covers really well, and they have a. Uh, like you, you're right. They have that new metal thing, and they, you could throw a lot. It's funny how there's so many variations, there's so many titles. Uh, just heavy metal or metal has now been broken down into you know to everything. I Thirty-seven know. categories. But what I'm what I was trying to say is that what I forgot to say is that uh, I think that Five Finger Death Punch is the new Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit was. Never really metal. Somehow they were metal. There was, there was this this term called rap metal, right back then, right when they, when they started. Mm-hmm. They have like uh, like this redneck white guy fronting. <laughs> it's Fred Durst, and then it's Ivan Moody, right? Same, and like all those those uh, musicians, they all have their slight little character going on. Mm-hmm. You know, even the drummer of you know Five Finger Death Punch, he's got crazy hair and whatever. So I think I think they're pretty much the new Limp Bizkit. And uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying I, there. And and I think w- what is most important is they have the songs. You know, you can call them whatever whatever you want, but uh, as long as they have convincing songs, it's all good. You know, it's all all their and that's you their know, thing. And, and and as you mentioned that, you know, that's that's kind of been the bottom line for me too. Is like I'm I'm still working on you know like when when we get together, and we work on records and riffs and things like that. Yeah. That's what I just think the bottom line for any band is a great song. Like yeah. you, if you have a great song, that can just cannot be denied. Yeah. Whether <laughs> yeah. whether you like the band or not, if they come up with something like, wow. You know, like the other day, God, what was it? I was listening to some, it was kind of a pop song, but. You're listening to pop music? No, I, I, heard, I heard a pop song. Traitor. I heard a pop song in passing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I liked it. And um you know, and it was from a band that I don't ever listen to or or really like that much. Uh I can't, I can't remember what it was, which is probably good because then I'd be in a lot of trouble and possibly risk losing my heavy metal license. Yeah, you cannot really, you know, if how do you remember the Imagine Dragons? I have no idea. <laughs> Beats me. It, I no, know yeah. it wasn't them. Okay. <laughs> Um, they, they, people call them call this rock music. Not the people, but like the, the Imagine Dragons are labeled as rock music. Dude, I cannot see anywhere where this is supposed to be rock music. Yeah, um, explain that to me. I have no f- idea. I won't say fucking idea, but I have no idea. It beats it, the shit out of me. Do they call like the Kings of Leon rock? Well, that, I I still that that I can understand. Is that called rock? That, yeah, that I can relate to. That's rock music. Okay. But the Imagine Dragons has pop music. Yeah. No more, no less. I yeah. Mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I don't see it. Well, you know, it's like going back to Green Day. When Green Day first came out, it reminded me of a cartoon when I was a kid <laughs> called The Archies. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I think I got a visual of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like, kind of like, yeah. But, you know, there, there was a band talking, you know, I think, I think what we're, what we've kind of, the conversations turn to now a little bit is about how 
metal and some of these genres of music have fused together and there's so many like kind of crossover yes that, yes, that where one uh elements of one style mixed with another style oh man back in back in the 90s to be honest like over here in europe you you had those metal magazines that are so they're still there metal hammer rock hard what have you you know they they were they they grew upon metal in all their rights because they supported underground metal but it was underground and then they, with with the metal scene they became bigger too sure in the 90s oh man they sold their soul to alternative yeah they 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 reported about every band basically if they had a guitar in their hands it was worth reporting to survive because metal was so out of fashion sure the, the classic metal was so out of fashion man and then you know it it, it just came back again the wave just you know, plunge back into to the metal scene, the right, the real metal. I think they had and, uh, to. You know, I remember walking down the street with Holger Stratman from Rock, Rock Hard, Hard Magazine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when it was just, I think we were, it was like the third issue or something, and they had did a story on Vicious Rumors. It was like a little, <laughs> right. a little paper fanzine. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and also back when Gotts was with Metal Hammer and yeah, stuff like yeah, that, you yeah. know, and but you know those guys you know they had to i mean they had a they had a music publication so they you know they they're even if uh their personal tastes or whatever yeah. you know they were sort of forced to go yeah. with, with the changes but yeah, um it's i'm glad that they still uh one thing i felt kind of like about european audiences in general hmm. was that it's it, it seemed to me uh just from the an american point of view that when new uh, trends would come and go people still like they didn't just abandon nah like what true. they liked before yeah whereas sometimes american audiences like tend to be tended to be a little trendy like you yeah. know oh this is hot now so now i'm totally into this and not into that you know what i mean where yeah, yeah. where that kind of irritates me but, yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think you're right i think you're right i think the problem now is i think you still have a fan base like an act like queensrack still has a lot of fans i think the problem that you have now is that's why the shows are not as full and as big as they used to be is that the audience is simply getting older oh that's for sure man. and have families and other things to do than and not finding the time to go and see those bands anymore i think that's that's a main problem a reason for that oh that is absolutely the the truth you know and it's funny when i'm when i'm over here on tour and stuff i'll i'll have guys come up to me and they'll they'll come up and they'll show me a picture of me and them from 20 years ago or 25 years ago and i still look fantastic but um but the you know and then i barely recognize them but no i i, I do and and so sometimes they'll 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 come in with you know and then they'll bring yeah now i'm bringing my son to your show yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like that yeah. and like and what it does is it makes me feel old but um <laughs> which is okay because i am and um that's it's really true man it's like you know when you're your fans grow up, you know, they grow up and, and, and sometimes every now and then, I mean, how often do you become like you're a fan of the same music that your parents listen to? Not very often, not very often, yeah, not true. very often. So that those things change. But, um, also, I, I also see in the last few years, I've been meeting a lot of younger people that have like really gone out and like, and it surprises me like they you know they they they've discovered older music yes. from their brothers yes. or their parents or whatever and then they've gone back and like really done their research and like they they become these like 
you know, these young old soul, old school metalheads, you know, yeah, and yeah. I love, I love to see that too. I think it's, it's very, very interesting and very, very strange sometimes to see how young people cope with all this because I got some metalheads around here in the station once in a while and uh, I got one guy and he's like totally metal. He likes all the classic stuff and he goes like, then he comes up to me and goes like, Thomas, have you heard the new Enforcer record? It's so killer, man. There's nothing ever been like this. You know, and he, he gets all excited. He said like, dude, with one click, you got the whole history of popular music in your hands. Yeah. Just go on YouTube and see everything has been here before. And it just goes, it's history repeating comes back again. He goes like, no, nah, no, nah, don't, you know, don't tell me something like this. Not true. Blah, blah. I go like, come, come here. Come here. I'll show you something. And I played him Savage Grace. Oh, okay. And he looked at me, his jaws dropped. <laughs> and I said, dude, this is 30 years old. Do your math. You know, it, it, it all comes back. But the funny thing is, I, I cannot really agree to what you're saying because there's a lot of, some people do their homework and go back and search for those old bands. A lot of people don't. Oh, sure. And it's, it's funny and amazing at the same time because I think I found Slayer before I found Black Sabbath. So I listened to Slayer before. What's, I, before what's wrong I was, with you, man? <laughs> I know. It, just, it just so happened. I don't know. I I listened to to Metallica before I listened to Led Zeppelin because simply because my parents didn't All have right. any Led Zeppelin records. All right, now we're shelves. now we're done. I know. Okay, I'll we're see almost, you later. We're close to being done. <laughs> I know. You know, it's 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 just the way history happens sometimes. No, you know? exactly. And no. Uh, and this and so I. But but back then you didn't have the internet. You know, you cannot look it all up. You cannot go like like best metal bands of the 80s like go and run and you have seventeen thousand charts whatever you know with all those those bands you didn't have that back then and a lot of a lot of young people now i don't know if they have too much data and too too much information of the present but they don't go back to the past that, that you know that is so true i mean and when i was saying that some people go these young people were going back and finding out I did not mean that that is like the the norm. That's just like a a very rare yeah. consensus because, yeah. like you said, pe the people today have everything in the palm of their hand. Of course, you know, um, there's ups and downs of that technology, and that and mostly that's just the way of the world. We're moving forward, so that's just the way it is. Yeah. But in some respects, you lose a lot of the magic or sort of the mystery of some of these bands. Like remember, you know, in the old days, you know, you didn't, you couldn't just look on Facebook and no, see, and see, no. see what's going on in these people's lives no, or whatever. No, no, you, no. you wondered like, well, God, you know, Ronnie James Dio, he must live in a cave with skulls and candles growing yeah, out of him. Part of the imagination was part of the magic. Absolutely. Totally, yeah. And, and, and in that regard, I, I miss that a little bit about music today. It, I, totally. But, um, yeah, I can totally understand that. I think we should, we should end this first session okay highly success on a successful note and an optimistic note <laughs> and not being forgetful and not having any, <laughs> being brain dead i guess <laughs> well i tell you man you know like the the heavy metal culture clash okay <laughs> yeah exactly um, it's just fantastic to like talk about this with you especially because uh even though we both have different takes on it we're both like lifelong 
fans and yeah. of this stuff even though we're both in the industry i consider i can see like you and i we're, we're also fans yeah. and we have passion we're, for this we're, we're, we're friends but you know so. you don't have to compliment me i'm still gonna play your records <laughs> it's all gonna be good <laughs> oh man that's tune in. that's because you have good taste I, I gotta do a classic outing it's like tune in next time to our podcast uh, heavy metal culture clash when uh, jeff thorpe of vicious rumors and uh, me my humble self uh, thomas metal moser discuss what was it the past and present state of heavy metal. <laughs> I got I to gotta get used to this subtitle, though. <laughs> I like it. We'll see you next time. Great to be here. Heavy Metal Culture Clash. Subscribe to our channel for more heavy rock and metal podcasts. 